Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. You know, there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And with us today, we have an amazing, extraordinary educator, Amanda, out in Idaho. So welcome, Amanda. We are so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us during your spring break. We really appreciate your time, and we would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Amanda. I'm a second grade teacher from Meridian, Idaho, and I'm just so excited to be here. Great. Welcome, Amanda. So we would love to hear first, how is your year going? Are you in person? Are you virtual? So give us the scoop on your year. We've done virtual and in-person and everything in between. Um, We've been definitely practicing patience and flexibility. Um, It's been really fun um, challenging myself as a teacher to see if I can do it. It's also stressful, but I'm trying to see the silver lining. <laughs> uh, but yeah, currently we are in person and I'm thankful to be in a situation where I feel safe and I'm able to see my students every day. I was going to say after everything that that's happened and all the, the patience that you've learned to have, just being able to be with your kids finally must be really fulfilling. Yes, I I can imagine. It's been a challenge for a lot of educators. This has been a really challenging year, but I think I like what you said about patience. (laughs) And I think resiliency is another word that we've heard. Give yourself grace is another theme. Um, So speaking of your students and the fact that you're back in person, we would love to hear from you. How are you engaging your students in learning? That is a very hot topic that a lot of educators are still interested in as we round the corner beyond spring, after spring break. How are we keeping students engaged? I think that one of the best ways to keep students engaged, whether you're in person or remote or hybrid, whatever your learning situation, you want the kids to have a buy-in. They need to know their why. They want to know what goal they're working toward. And something that I like to do with my students is um, create competitions for them uh, or sort of like incentives, some progress monitoring or goal setting that they're in charge of and aware of. Um, And I like to include my whole staff with that and we get all of the teachers involved because the more the merrier and if I'm already setting something up, why not get everybody involved? So I've created, I use it with the iReady program, but it could be done with any, um, like it could be done with any program that you're using at your school or any lessons or um, I know that like accelerated reader, if you have to do like read books there, there's all sorts of different platforms that this learning could be done but we use iReady at my school, so I focus it on that. But I've gone and created classroom competitions where my students are working toward a certain goal, like passing the most minutes in the week or passing the most lessons in the week. And being able to engage them in an exciting way has made them want to continue learning because iReady is already a really motivating program for kids and it's very engaging. 
but continuing that intrinsic motivation as an elementary student is difficult at this point of the year. So some of those little extrinsic motivators like making it a friendly competition have been fun to getting my kids focused and continuing their learning this school year. That's really, that's really fun to hear. And I think what the beauty about iReady or, or any program that you use is that everyone has an, it's, it makes it like a, a level playing field. It doesn't matter like what skill you're at and perhaps students that sometimes aren't celebrated as much based on where they are. They all have an equal chance at success. Are you finding that with your kiddos as well? Yes. And I always make sure I like to do a variety of goals. It's not always the kid with the most lesson. It's not always the kid who's gone the farthest because with iReady, it's differentiated. So really the learning's happening at their own level. And by making a different target each month that we do a different competition, it allows all learners to be successful and to feel that sense of achievement. It's not just the same few kids every single time if it's just an achievement-based activity. I love that. And it's really focusing on meeting students where they are. Um, can you kind of dig in? What does it look like? What do students win as part of the competition? And how do you think about that for just your classroom and then as a school? Yeah. So first I like, I come up with a vision. Like I like to pull either from holidays or seasons or like an upcoming event like March Madness. Um, and I find like, okay, what is our theme going to be? So we did a like a Valentine's Day one in February and kids had to fill snarg with love because we have a snarg cut out at our school. And for what we were finding on based off of our last diagnostic data is that students with higher lesson pass rates, they were more likely to meet their stretch growth on their iReady diagnostic for the spring. And so we were finding that because students weren't students who are completing more lessons, but they were completing them at a lower pass rate, they weren't getting as much out of the lesson. So they were going quickly through the program, but they're not having a mastery of the standards being assessed. So we said that, okay, for February, our focus is going to be getting 100%, really slowing down, taking our time instead of just pass, 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 pass. Let's make the, our quality of the time on iReady more effective. And so we talked about like, if I'm eating a candy bar, we want to eat 100% of it. You don't want to just eat 75% of it and be like, oop, guess you're done. So we taught, we our, my principal made a video to the students explaining why the purpose is 100%. We made sure that it's very clear that like, yeah, 80% is still great. Like that's not something that you should feel disappointed in yourself by any means because you're still passing your lessons but how the difference between 80% and 100% can make you feel and how it's helping you grow. So we got students excited for that. I made a PowerPoint presentation to send to teachers that they could review kind of what our goal is for the students and why we do 100% and sent them an email. So once the students were excited with the video and teachers were clear on what was happening with the PowerPoint and the emails, then we kind of say, all right, here we go. And what we did is every time a student, we made it 500% lessons, then they get a little paper cutout heart that we just did with construction paper. And we had a whole bulletin board in the hallway that says um, like 100% club. And they got to write their name on their heart or decorate it and then staple them up on the bulletin board every time they got 100%. And so then they were able to see throughout the month of February as the board filled up all these 100% and then they're feeling that like, oh, like my friend has their name on there three times. I want to get on there more. So they're taking their time and they're working really hard. 
and putting more effort in in their lessons. So having their name up there was one of them. We also use um, little like chains and charms. They're really cheap. They're sometimes um, like running clubs at school use them. Um, like fitness finders, I think is what they're called too. I don't know. If you just search like learning charms, you can find them online pretty easily, but they're very cheap. And um, we were able to do like little heart ones for Valentine's Day. So they are able to add to their learning chain all of their hearts that they were able to get throughout the month. And so we found we had such great growth with that, that we decided to do the same concept in March, but with little four leaf clovers, and then they would get a clover for their charm. So just having those, and we make like a really big deal about their learning charms. And like, if you see a kid wearing theirs down the hallway, you're like, oh, show me what you did. And like, how did you get that? And they're able to like, they get so excited and they're able to tell you exactly like what they did and what they were learning to be able to earn that. So they're really cheap incentives, but a lot of fun for kids too. And they're meaningful for them. You just shared so many best practices and tips. It's like, I don't know where to start. I think first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for just thinking so thoughtfully around how you're going to engage your students and not just throwing a random sticker chart up or making a competition that's not meaningful. I think the way that you've combined like the intrinsic motivation piece with also what matters to your students and what's going to help them academically is, is awesome. And just also creating the artifact of learning where like they see their name on the heart or whatever. Um, and it's such a cute idea to like match it with the season or a holiday coming up if that's something that they celebrate. Um, but I think too, just the way that you like tailored it to meet their needs, it, there's such a big difference between, you're right, getting an 80% or 100%. And so if you're really focusing on, you know, slowing down and like internalizing that lesson um, content in iReady, then that's something that, that that's their goal for that competition. And it's cool to see like how flexible the system that you've created is also because, you know, if you're just working on students completing the program at home, perhaps you do minutes and then you take it a step further with pass rate and then you went all the way up to 100%. And so it's really nice. I think a lot of teachers could adapt this in, in many different ways. So thank you for sharing all of that. I also love that your principal recorded a video sharing the why. That is really, really important. So if you're listening and you want to do an incentive at your school, having leadership involved, recording a video, hearing it from the leadership in the school, telling the students why, getting them excited on that level, and then engaging teachers to re-engage students. And I also love that the, that what they win is like street cred. Like they win a visual representation of their learning, not just a pizza party, which is consumed in a minute. And then that's that. This is something they can wear all throughout the year. This is something that they can show. So that's a really additionally, really interesting incentive too, that I just wanted to point out. So we uh, can we share some of the resources that you created with our listeners, even just um, to see a format, maybe a picture of what it would look like, um, maybe a sample of the PowerPoint that you even shared. So if other educators are wanting to create this in their classrooms, would that be okay if we put that in the show notes? Of course, I'd love to. I made a little planning page for how to start your own iReady competition from start to finish, things to think about. How are you going to track those lessons? How are you going to communicate to teachers? How will students see their progress? So kind of just some guided questions that as you're doing your own classroom or school or grade level competition that people can um, listen to and adapt for their own classroom or school needs. So I'd be happy to share that too. Awesome. We'll definitely get that included in the show notes. And I think just having something already like a tool to plan this will make it so much easier for folks to implement right away. So thank you so much for, for
for creating that. Any like advice or um, what's not on that planning sheet that you'd that you'd want folks to think through or like tips like where do I start or you know if I want to do this for the for the spring or the end of the school year and I feel overwhelmed like where should I begin? I think that the most important piece of it is making sure that whoever is like, if you're choosing to do like a bulletin board or if you're choosing to do like a digital bulletin board, like some sort of way for the students to see their learning, that's the most important piece because if they're doing the work and they're not seeing their name on the board or however you're deciding to keep track of their growth, if they're not seeing it in a time, if they're not getting that feedback in a timely enough manner, then it dwindles the interest and you're doing all that work for nothing. Uh, so whoever is like, if it's you, or if you're going to have like your team work on it, divvy up that work and do it in a way where you can have like a scheduled time where students know this is when I'm going to see my growth and I'm not going to have to wait forever, or it's going to feel like I'm not making any progress because I'm not seeing the visual updates. That's so, so important. And I think that's really helpful too, especially even if you make like a, a really small achievable goal, but just having that extra piece of where they see their learning, it's visible, they can track their own progress is, is crucial to success, like you said. So thank you for that, that tip. And speaking of time, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Um, we really appreciate you. We appreciate this really tangible, awesome resources that you're going to share and just how competition can be helpful with students, especially as we, like I said, turn the corner and start heading out for the rest of the school year. But before we go, is there any last piece of advice that you want to share to educators who are listening to the podcast? Make sure that you're taking time for you. I know that we're hearing that a lot and that it feels like it's impossible, but say no rest, fill your own cup so that you can fill your students' cups and make sure that in your time off, you're honoring that and getting what you need before so that you can teach your kids. We've heard that from, it's funny, like in this, the same, the same thought and just said in different ways from all the teachers that we've talked to. So I think it's abundantly clear. We need to help ourselves it's like on the flight, you know, put on your, your mask before you help others. And teachers, their work never stops. And so if you don't stop, it, it's just not going to be good for anyone, including the students and families that you're serving. So take time for yourself, relax on your spring break, you know, read a book, unplug at night and do all of those things. And, and thank you for ensuring that that other folks hear it, not from us, but from a, a fellow teacher too. So thank you so much for all of your insights, Amanda. This has been super helpful. And again, we'll link Amanda's um, resource and the show notes so you can use it in your classroom um, as well as a few other um, you know best practices and, and resources and uh, Amanda's social media handles so you can follow her and all the great things she's doing. Where else can they follow us on social media? <laughs> great question. You can follow <laughs> us as always on Twitter at Curriculum Soch and on Instagram at my iReady. As always tag us in your post so we can see the work you're doing every single day. And if you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. So stop bringing your bag to and from school on the weekends. Take more time for you. And until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. 